Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. When I asked my dad Osmundo for a piano at the age of five, there is no way I could have imagined what music would allow me to learn about my place in the world nor the connections music would allow me to make. My mom, Jenny, was always listening to my progress, no matter what she was busy with. Both of them nurtured my musical development and saw to it that I had my own piano once again, soon after we moved to Canada from the Philippines. They attended every performance and every competition, not knowing, perhaps, that they were supporting a core aspect of who I would come to be. While the piano repertoire I learned was of the Western classical tradition, my Uncle George, Auntie Gina, and Auntie Judy, who lived with us, had pop on the radio the whole day. It's no wonder, then, that my brothers Kent and Vince picked up the guitar and drums, respectively leaning more toward more popular genres. I'll never forget the one time we all played Guns N' Roses' November Rain in our living room, our only ensemble performance. These musics and the occasional Philippine folk tune continue to feed my curiosity for different sounds and the communities that make them. All this to say, this project would likely never have happened without my family. That's a little excerpt from Myrtle Malaris's Artistic Knowledge and Performance Identity Formation in Toronto's Hip-Hop Communities of Practice. And she's our guest this week on Industry Tactics, Episode 104. Sit back and prepare to be dazzled as we get into it with Dr. Myrtle Malaris. Enjoy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. I was trying to, I was doing that. I thought on account of like um, every meeting I we've done together over the years has been in ten minutes after uh, because of the University of Toronto time, right? So yeah. I just wanted to make it feel uh, normal. Yeah, thank you. you. Makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome, 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 Myrtle Malaris. Thank you. Dr. Myrtle Malaris to the podcast. I was all prepared. Thank you, my Dr. Marcella. Doctor to doctor. Let's get into it. That's right. So, so um, congratulations on that on that magnificent feat. Isn't it a great feeling? It is. It is. I didn't get a proper celebration or anything, you know, but. Right. 
Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy it's done. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know. So how did it work for you? I think you were alluding to it last time we spoke that it was just like a a tumbleweed rolls by, a digital tumbleweed rolls by. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. You know, Lori Doloff, she arranged for people to congratulate me at the end. And so there was a... No way. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Oh, that's um, nice to hear. So whoever could make it at the time was able to just oh, very cool. pop in and say hello and that kind of thing. So Oh, how I, nice. How nice. How nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, neat. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Um, well, can we get into it? Because I, 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 you know, in, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about your work, like your research, your musical journey, the whole thing. If you've got about an hour or 50 minutes, I guess we'll, we'll make it now that I've blown 10. Yeah, it's all good. All good. Cool. Cool. The kid is entertained in the backyard, you know. Oh, it's a beautiful <laughs> sunny day out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so get into it with us. I, I was just struck by like, uh, you know, your, the introduction to your, to your thesis, which I had on my other computer and I was planning on reading, but, um, I guess I can, you know what I'm going to do? I'll do it. I'll read it as the introduction to the podcast. So, but I really loved it. I love, I, I, I really love the way you, you write. I love the way you, uh, you kind of like, I don't know, it just, it, it, that, that spark of like why you got into music, you know, um, can you talk a little bit about like those early days in, in your musical life and what got you on this path? Yeah. So was it the, like the acknowledgements section that you. Yeah. 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 It was really fun writing that and, and uh, recalling. Yeah. So I was born in the Philippines um, and my, yeah, I was lucky enough that I was just like, dad, I want to play piano. And I realized now it was actually like an organ that I saw on TV. Um, But I had like this little red wooden piano, you know, I don't know how many keys, eight, 12, something like this. And so that was Mm -hmm. my relationship to the keyboard that I had made. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad, I don't know what got into him. (laughs) Sixth birthday, there was a piano in our house um, by the time I turned six. And so he took me seriously. Um, So I'm glad that it continued because that's quite the investment. Um, This is in the Philippines? yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I got started playing uh, what I came to know as the beginnings of classical music, you know, and I took lessons with a woman who lived around the corner from me in a pretty sparse looking room, She's like smoking mm-hmm. once in a while. It was, you know, it was, a, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And I just remember being invited to like play a recital. But what I remember was actually like dancing in the evening with another kid. So <laughs> I don't know oh. <laughs> that that's oh. my early music somehow related to performance kind of memory. Um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I studied with, uh, she was actually a bassist at the Philippine Philharmonic, but she was taking wow. me piano. And um, before we immigrated to Canada, she had been hoping I'd get into a competition at that point. So it was all like, wow, this is so great. Um, yeah. Then we had to leave and we kept in touch for a bit. And, and so I had a great start. Like none of it, I think, we ever thought would come about. Um, so I'm really happy that I got that start. But there was also... And what, what sparked it? Like you just saw that, that photo of that organ and that was it. It was kind of, <laughs> I want one of those. That looks fun. 
kind of i think but also i mean there was a lot of music in my house right like part of the yeah. acknowledgments was that like yeah yeah um i had a couple aunts and uncles practically living in our house um and they just had the yeah, one all yeah. the time and so like i was mesmerized by singers so i sang all throughout like high school talent shows i was in i'm like singing my heart out on stage okay you know? <laughs> okay um, okay like pop broadway musicals loved it love it love it so um so the piano was not one thing it was like i don't know why i latched onto that but it like just in general music dancing just everything i love the fact that you touched on um guns and roses november rain (laughs) you you really you really paint a picture there myrtle (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you really paint the picture um so when what was life like in philippines and how old were you when when you came to canada so i came when i was almost 12 um life was good for us um you know i was lucky enough that my dad at the time was starting off a law practice like on his own he'd worked in other um sort of for other law firms and businesses, that kind of thing. So okay. he was he was getting started. He was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it was also against the backdrop of, like, um, like I, I remember that he would basically, in exchange for food or something, do, like, an affidavit, a legal affidavit for a neighbor, neighbor or something. Um, oh, that's kind of, like, emotional for me, just recalling all that stuff. Um, yeah, so there was that kind of backdrop. People would come to our house and beg for food, um, kids. Wow. wow. Um, I remember what, at one point, there were gunshots in the distance, and my mom's like, get down, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. and, and, we, and we didn't at all live in, like, the worst parts of the city or anything. Right. So right. we're fairly like I was lucky enough to go to private school. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was within distance of I guess more affluent neighborhoods. That's not where I lived, yeah. but I never yeah. considered that we were in a particularly dangerous area. But it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was mm-hmm. a time when Marcos was on his way out. Okay. And, um, President Aquino was coming in, but her husband had just been assassinated. So it was a very politically um, conflicted time when we left and that was actually a big part of why we moved because we just sure. where the country was going. So it was in a, a bit of a safety political safety kind of issue in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what prompted us to look into um, moving. And Canada wow. was wow. a lucky, lucky wow. chance break in a, in a way. And so you're 12 and what was that like coming here? And, and where, where did you end up? Like what city did you end up in? When, when yeah. You... Mississauga. <laughs> Mississauga. We I didn't know that about in, you. Yeah, so we were supposed to end up in Scarborough. I'm not sure what the story okay. was, but we ended up living with a family who was friends with, I guess, in some way, my my dad's sister who was in. Sex. And who came? Who came? Like, do you have siblings? Mm-hmm. So first, it was my dad to get us set up, and a few weeks later, we followed. Um, oh. So I have two brothers. Yeah. So, hey. and we were lucky. I mean, we were able to be together very quickly. Consider okay. some people wait years to have their mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lived with a family, I guess, like a friend of a friend kind of thing until we got our own place. Um, what was it like? I thought it would be, okay, so the, the immigration book that you get 
or that we got. Maybe it's been updated. But yeah, literally, yeah. it was like black and white. And I oh. thought we were going to end up in like little house on the prairie town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was okay. like all this like rural landscape. And I loved this because like this is the show that I, one of the shows I grew up on. And I was like, damn, I'm going to be on this hill with a house. Yeah. With yeah. pastures. It's going to be awesome. Oh, great, 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 great. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, it's like a city. Just Mississauga. Like <laughs> <laughs> and what, what year is that around? 87, 80s? Okay, okay, okay. So, Mississauga, 1987. So, so like still growing at that time, yeah. right? Like not fully the way it is now with yeah. its Marilyn Monroe hips, right? Yeah, that's right. So I was like, so, oh, okay. it's a city like I've seen cities before. This isn't so different. <laughs> Was wow. my first impression. And so, wow. yeah. Wow. Mayor Hazel McCallion was a mere 90 years old. She was just That's a, right. Like, yeah. So, um, so, wow. Okay. So, so you, 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 you move here and you, you get into high school, like pretty much. And does the piano come with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't stop. I had a bit of a break before we bought a piano here, but that happened yeah. pretty early on. Um, like when, when we got here, it's the same piano I have now <laughs> that I teach oh, on, nice. I practice on, I did everything on this. A piano Love tuner it. came and said, you should probably replace this piano. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? I did everything on this piano. I got into right. music on this piano. I love it. Right, 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 right. That's special. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, piano came with, so I did it all the way through. Um, but it wasn't something that I thought that I would pursue because obviously that's not, music wasn't considered the stable job path. Um, uh-huh. So, and I, and I was really interested in law. So uh, I, and my dad, who was a lawyer, of course, who didn't practice in Canada, my mom was okay. an accountant. So that was an easier transition okay. for her to work okay. here. But my dad was working basically in a steel door manufacturing company um, yeah. throughout his, his working life in Canada. So he, yeah was really like hoping that I'd go to law school and then I got yeah. to university and all yeah. I wanted to do was play piano. And so that's what I did um, when it, I was at St. Mike's and there was this beautiful grand piano it, in St. Joseph's College, which is where I uh-huh. lived. And oh, great. That, like I was just playing <laughs> and I wasn't writing my papers until the last minute and all this kind of thing for, okay. and I didn't do music at first, you see. I, I did a whole other degree before that. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. Big okay. But yes, music came with. Music was not the original path. What was then, your first uh, degree? So I did, um, it was a double major, philosophy, and I did French as a second language as my minor. I did take music okay. theory and history, which was available as an art arts and science degree. So I did that as well. Okay. But not okay. like a, so education came after, which I is see. when I, I met you. Oh, okay, I was trying to. I was yeah. just trying to think. Like, and did we meet on like nine eleven? Were you in uh, Doctor Bean at John's class when we all got kicked out? Because that was my. Um, I'm just trying to place it. Yeah, I, you know, I for some reason I don't remember being kicked out. My memory of nine eleven was very different. I, I'm pretty sure we had a class with her together and. And I'm wondering, yeah. was that the only class? Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. 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 I, I think so. I think it's all a blur. Yeah. It's all a 
blur. What were you in your undergrad or was that your master's or what? I it's all a blur to me. So I yeah, you'll have to help. That was my under, I, undergrad in music. Undergrad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I remember is like nine eleven because I had quit school for a while and sold insurance and then went back and then my first day back was nine eleven and I'm like for fuck's oh, wow. sake going on in the world, right? I was just a mess mentally. And like, that's what was going on in the world. So I just thought it was like, is this what happens when you return to school? Like (laughs) (laughs) go back to selling insurance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not to bring it all back to me, but uh, anyway, so, so, so yeah, you, you, and then you just went for it. eh? like you, once you got into music, you got into music education. You were, you were always sort of playing always in classical. Like, did you do your, RCM path as well, your Royal Conservatory of Music, classical stuff, like you've got all that in you? Yeah, almost all that. I mean, I never, uh, like technically I did the whole like performance exam, but I didn't do all the theory certificates to get you the final thing because then I was in university and it's like, well, I'm not going to go back and do that. So I hated those anyway. Yeah, (laughs) fuck that, right? Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) And and exactly any any young listener who's thinking about getting into it, just I know that's it. Just don't do that. Or do it and then talk shit about it later, I guess. But um, if if you're so lucky, right, or unlucky, so let's get into it. So your your dance, like I there was I've I've always been fascinated by, and I have yet to like I have not torn through your your dissertation. So my my uh. My apologies. I'm hoping this will be a primer because it is online, gentle listeners. If you look up Malaris with two L's, you'll you'll get uh, her the spelling of her name in in this episode. And then what? Like the best way to look it up would just be Myrtle Malaris T space, and then so. and then and then you get it from there. Uh, what what is the title of your dissertation? Let's start with that. Let's unpack it for our listeners. All right. Yeah, I believe it is because I haven't yeah. looked at it. Yeah, I know. It's been, a, it's been a month, right? Artistic knowledge and identity formation in Toronto hip-hop artists. Okay, so so you, somewhere along that path, Mississauga, the, the beauty of Mississauga, mm-hmm. classical music and piano, somewhere in the mix of all this, you start going into getting into hip-hop and and re-examining what music is or how you come to it, right? How you, do you are you making hip hop ever or no? No. So, it, and it was actually, so uh, yeah, this is the interesting thing because um, I hung out with people who liked a full range of, of music and people who mm-hmm. enjoyed singing um, songs from musicals as I did. So it was right. a very musical group. Um, but I didn't hang out so much with, with the crowd that was really into hip hop and R and B. Um, so lots of Filipinos, there was a huge Philippine population in my high school. Shout out father, Michael Gates, secondary school. Huge well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Love so it. it turns out DJ Dopey, um, was coming up through this school. He's actually in my brother's year. So a couple of years, a few years older. Younger than me. Younger, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I knew this was happening, but wasn't really into it. It was not until um, much later in 2003, maybe much, much later, that I discovered the dancing part. 
of it, uh, of so b-boying, b-boying. Uh-huh. Um, I had always heard of it as b-boying, um, but that has now changed to be more um, like breaking in recognition of the fact that, you know, there's always been b-girls, b-girling mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's when I discovered it through my now husband. Um, mm-hmm. So he'd been doing it since he was 19 or so. But anyway, it was like videos, just like amazing videos of dancers. And if, then I went to my first battle, which was at, I think, to watch, uh-huh. which I okay. think was at. Um, yeah, where? Is this in Mississauga? or like- No, this is like in Toronto, uh-huh. Bloor Street. Okay. What's the, it, the huge, I, I feel like I should remember this name, uh, that huge um, church where they have like. Bach music all the time. Like, it's, is it Trinity St. Paul's? Is that what's, am I imagining this? I feel like I should. No, that no, that's, um, yeah, that, that's, that's right. Trinity St. Paul's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So there's like a, in the basement, there was uh-huh. battle. Um, so that was the first that I had seen. And the music is awesome. The dancing yeah. was awesome. The people were awesome. Just the energy of it. And I just wanted to know more. Um, mm-hmm. about this. And so, I don't know. Was it live with DJ? Was was the music yeah. live with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a DJ okay. live, and at the time, too, it, it was um, not unusual to have graffiti artists and their works also featured as part of the whole jam. So it was like, people will get the opportunity to dance, you watch the battle. It's like a full jam. You know, yeah. So that, it was not unusual to have all of those elements kind of more, I guess, like meeting in the same spot. And is this? Are you in your undergrad when this is happening, or yeah, kind so of this is music undergrad? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, see. I see. Yeah, I, see. I believe. Or is that sort of verging into? I'm trying to think now. Dear God, I've been in school so long. No, no, no. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sort of music yeah. undergrad. Yes, that's right. That okay. Music undergrad. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And this changes you. This, like, you start getting into the dance yeah. side of things, right? Yeah, like- for sure. Um, so I took a class with um, B-Boy mm-hmm. Awkward, who now lives in Montreal. He He's actually, like, in a band, Mackenzie Rhythm Section. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's sort of like, yeah, it's really, again, awesome break. Like, sort of like live breaks style, but not, not exactly. It's obviously not... Um, Anyway, you could check him out. Okay. <laughs> so he, okay. he was my first teacher and then started getting getting into community practice sessions, which like at Victoria College, Cat's wow. Eye, there was a session going there, um, going on there at the time. And then you just discover there are more in the city. So there's like Masaryk Cowan Community Center, um, St. Lawrence Community Center. And you just start like things start to I love it. up. And you just realize, wow, there's like going on all over the city and it's obviously Obviously, it was going on in Mississauga um, and still does. So, yeah, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. kind of how that got started. And so you're getting to know all the characters then, like some who, like Dopey, are friends with your brother or others just through the scene, and it keeps expanding, eh? It sounds like it really mm-hmm. just, isn't it something, that that love, that that curiosity and just, like, connecting the dots between it? Like, I just... I also think of like just dance and how dance sits within this whole community building kind of aspect of what, what you're talking about and, and music, right? Like I, I don't in, in the, the, 
in in my experience, I don't have enough of that. Like this whole other, like, it's like, there's this whole other sphere that can just come over the music. Right. It's like, it's, I, I don't know. It's so beautiful the way that that interacts in that. And then graffiti, like, holy shit. It's a Venn diagram of like madness, you know, it's beauty or beauty. Um, yeah, and that changes you. That that makes you as you start going into your your PhD work wanting to connect those dots and how what is the angle? Like how did you want to so elaborate now? Let's get into the title which I didn't understand. Can you say it one more time for us? Just go nice and slow. Sure. Artistic knowledge. Okay. I, I should actually just pull it up so it's it's completely accurate. <laughs> I we're not talking we're not talking about a defense here, but we are sort of talking about an informal yeah, so talking through of, of the idea. Yeah. yeah so it's, um, it's artistic knowledge and identity formation. So it's okay. like, how, how did they come to the artistic knowledge that they have and come to see themselves as hip hop artists, you know, like whatever that identity is for them. Okay. Okay. So yeah. not necessarily you're a DJ, not necessarily you're a breaker, whatever it is, what like, it's part of it, but All of it. that wasn't yeah. really for me to say. That was like yes, yeah, got it. The the exploration. I I had those labels in mind because obviously I wanted uh-huh. to seek people who were thought of as artists in those particular areas. So DJing, rap, and um, breaking. So I looked at artists from each of those categories, okay. and um, and then focused on narrative so very personal stories okay um, in part i think that made sense for me because i like getting into into people's mm-hmm. live stories and to see i don't know just like how does how does music come into play in people's lives so mm-hmm. that was very interesting for me um and i just i do better in one-on-one conversations than like huge mm-hmm. kind of interactions and are are like analyzing stats and all that kind of thing so this this was like the perfect fit for me um yeah and i just genuinely wanted to know more about the people's whose music i'd heard or whom i'd heard of from somebody else mm-hmm. whose dancing i really admired so it was a great chance for me like if i could study anything well here's an area i really don't know much about yet yeah like yeah yeah i'll i'll study this i can study this okay (laughs) i'll do that yeah yeah Um, yeah so that's how that curiosity developed um and i started with contacts i knew from from the dance world from breaking Mm -hmm. in particular um who were incredibly generous like just with their time and connections and and having heard obviously music like i knew who I might ask to interview my dental hygienist recommended one of the people I interviewed. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're, you're meeting new people through this as well then just through. Yeah. And also realizing your ears open. Yeah. Like who knows who is like, mm-hmm. I had no idea this woman working in my dent in this dental office would have this great connection. To- Isn't that the beauty of it though? Eh? Yeah. Like it's, you never know. You just got to keep your ears open. Right. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, how many people did you interview in the end? Like, and, and were they like multiple interviews? Was it less people, but you interviewed them a, many times or how did yes. you find the thing? 
So I interviewed nine altogether and focused on three lengthy stories. Uh, And so for those ones that became chapters in the dissertation, I interviewed them over two sessions, um, separated by varying degrees of time. I had a child in the middle of all of this as well. So um, so there was definitely a time lag. Um, Right, right. Yeah, so... um, the the actual chapters um, are very detailed, so I focused on three for those. But then the okay. stories from the other interviews um, they kind of inform the whole picture. So what is what was Toronto hip yeah. like for them at the time? Um, and then that gave me a, a frame, a context to work with. And what were some of the like your overarching like themes that came out of this work in terms of like identity and what you learned from from the whole journey yeah um so oh tough question let's see uh, <laughs> one thing that stands out is that um it, it became apparent to me that the ways that they spoke of whatever art form they work with was really tied into their life experiences. So such that, so the identity formation happened because what they were learning from hip hop culture Mm -hmm. was a way of thinking about their lives and framing their lives. And so there was really that interplay of what they were bringing into the culture as a result of working with the foreign art forms, with the people that they were interacting with. So, um, so that was then helping them frame their lives, life experiences, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes not framing their life experiences. Like it, there was still ways in which it didn't fit, um, but that still obviously was significant for them. Um, and so the identity seemed to be really like an interplay between the two. So there's okay. the musical life and the, their other aspects of their lives but then coming together and they saw that as what they then bring to the culture which then makes the culture grow and so um so i found that for me quite profound that's nice point is not that you're learning and you do that form perfectly it's that Uh and in fact you probably don't want to do it perfectly right because that's the part of you that's you (laughs) you know uh, so that's for me. It was it was profound for me to to have that to see that play out. Um, but but how, I mean, how do you, how do how do you relate that back to to you, your own experience with music and yeah. Uh, so I life. mean, because I'd done that research, I um, and other things like mm-hmm. becoming more aware of you know um, sort of effect. Oh, how do I put this? So through that, during, again, it's like what has happened in my life during this research, right? Yeah. And and thinking about, you know, my education has been in classical music. So Mm -hmm. what does that mean? I was just actually before this podcast looking at that theory uh, link you sent me, the YouTube one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, so I had a chance. Um, But so it's caused me to think about... So I'm, I'm kind of looking at what have I not been able to include uh, of my story and my experiences and the music that I make. And then if I'm yeah. teaching that, which I have been since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So like 
what am I not including of my students' lives? And, give, and now that I've also become more aware of um, climate change and how colonialism has played into that, environmental racism has played into that. So I'm now like coming up against questions, what can I teach as a music teacher that addresses these if I'm looking, like how do I fit that in, right? Classical music to me has very much been, you know, notes on a page interpret them of course and i love classical music right like this is not in any way to say that like i grew up on this i love playing it i get so much mm -hmm. out of it but mm -hmm. how do i then bring in these real life issues yeah. experiences joys sorrows yeah in yeah. classical music in a in a way that's not i don't know so abstracted by a symbol that it that's <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's great to hear in terms of, I mean, that it, like, where, where do you go from here in the work on, on your journey? It sounds like, holy cow, like those are some very heavy um, areas to try to bring change, but, it, but necessary. Right. And so, um, Hey, you know, one thought I had earlier, this is kind of related, but not, but is you're doing all this work in hip hop, uh, in, in your doctoral work at a, at an institution that's not really known for its, um, hip hop muscle. So did you, did you, was there any learning there along the lines of like of what you were just talking about around like different, different forms, uh, different ways of getting there and just institutional kind of, uh, I don't know, um, barriers or uh, I don't want to, maybe that's the wrong word, but just like the, 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 you know, if I think of U of T music, I just think like it's entrenched in like they're, I think they're trying to be open-minded, but it's, it's got its limitations, right? It's very much immersed in classical music and those forms. So mm -hmm. did you ever just feel that, that friction or conflict between the two? Yeah. Especially I think working on this and um, because I mean, a question that came up a lot was like, why am I using the word art or artists, right? In my dissertation. Um, and okay. that peeved me and I uh, tried not to answer that question or answer it in a way that was more, um, I guess, honest towards the people I was interviewing rather than the other way around. Like I didn't want to feel like any of the artists were having to answer for why it's art. To me, that's ridiculous. There's like, yeah, you know, hip hop has a whole history going back whew, decades. So years, that was the centuries. question. That was, I mean, yeah, that was the question that was coming up, eh? For real, that right. that why, like, we what that they, that the artists. I'm going to call them again. Forgive me. Uh, that you yeah. were interviewing were not artists. That they should so, not. I mean, there are also like because. Hmm. Of there are other terms that people use like practitioner, for example. Right. Okay. Um, uh, uh, whatever. Or, or they call it a craft, which is fine. I mean, right. they okay. were seeing themselves as artists as I did. And everyone yeah. obviously having been at least partially immersed in the culture sees them yeah. as artists. Yeah. Yes. They're making yes. art. Um, so I didn't expect that I would have to, you know, justify that. It felt like a justification, Okay. Um, and it came up in my defense and I said, well, that's really, you know, like a question coming from sort of a 
colonial racist mm-hmm. sort of standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. And anyway, so I, mm-hmm. that's sort of what I said, not, not giving an answer as to why, but like, why are we even asking this question? Yeah. Right, 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 right. That's so the real question. Yeah. Yeah. And it haunted me wow. again at the end before I had to submit. And, okay. um, you know, but I mean, the main thing is really just that like, they are artists the community sees them as artists yeah this is not this is not this is not a thing i I think i more eloquently put it (laughs) in in the dissertation but for me it was basically why are we asking this question what is the purpose if i had done a narrative on glenn gould would you say why are you calling glenn gould an artist right Right. Right. so um i highly doubt that that would have been questioned Right. By my right. Art. right. 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 Wow. That is, a, that is a great example of just how an institution can, uh, or I mean, th- these are individuals within the institution, but how the overall um, setup with an institution uh, over time can, can kind of conflict with a, with a, a genre or a whole culture or a whole, you know, a whole side of, of the way that we do things or the way that we define what music is or an art form is, it is really interesting, right? How to, to, to keep moving with the thing is a, is a challenge. Right. And, and I know, and I know everyone's trying, right. So I, I, I give full like credit to those within that institution sure. trying, trying to move the meter, but it's, I'm sort of here that it, it like it played out, but it sounds like it was, part of that change, part of this gradual change or, or hopefully more drastic change. Cause it's, it's what it's, it's due um, comes from the work that like what, what, what you focused on, right? Like, it's really interesting like, to me that, you yeah. know, I mean, you know what the, the weird thing is, is that I can still say to myself, Oh, I understand that question from a theoretical perspective, which yeah. is a strange thing to even say, like, why, yeah. why does it have validity? Because, Right. I mean, I understand and I don't, you know what I mean? And so yeah, it's yeah, very easy yeah. to lean on the academic argument and context to be able to ask such, such a question. And I think right. that's what makes it an institutional barrier or challenge or difficulty. Right? And how many? So, so now <laughs> let's start looking at, because like, I've read your posts since you're on Instagram and you're posting things like, how do I how do I do this as a as a, as a as a as a musician who grew up loving classical music as a as a as someone as an educator? How do I grapple with you know change and and bringing forward? Um, how do I make a difference when it comes to you know climate change? When it comes to systemic racism uh, and 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 your practice as as a musician as a music teacher? How how do you kind of Oh, uh, so hard. <laughs> how do you move now in in that direction with with your work? Like, so you're how, how what age group are you teaching, and how do you make that change happen with, say, a, a eight year old versus an eighteen year old? Yeah, so um, I have tried it. So I teach like I've got the youngest are four year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, the oldest student I'm teaching is seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and so. Um, so I, I'm always challenged, like, how do I do this? Like, I have been hired to teach piano, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. Where, where do issues of race come into a piano? Um, yeah. And they do. Yeah. But how do I bring this out? Um, so yeah. 
I've, I've, so with the four-year-olds, it's great because I can introduce them to musical cultures, cultures from all over the world, right? Yeah. So there are so many great videos by people actually practicing these musics. Um, so I'm able to show that, like, this is, because it's also not very piano-based at this stage. It's sort of like, a, let's introduce you to rhythms and sounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I'm able to introduce that straight up. Straight up. So you're running Myrtle's Music Room. You're running your own teaching studio, right? You're teaching kids of at, at the, the young age of four. Um, and yeah, you're, you're shaking things up the way you're approaching it. Music from various cultures. How else? Um, so I should say this is not a perfect process, right? Like I... No, no, no. It's live. It's in real time. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm seeing note yeah. reading and, and just doing my best to include. Um, and in fact, right now, the best way I can include it is I think just being even direct about it. Like it's not going to fit into, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> so yeah. like, uh, so for example, yesterday, uh, I know there's a, a heritage minute now on Oscar Peterson. So show that to these kids. Featuring... Thompson Egbo Egbo, one of our friends from the Regent Park School of Music community. Yes. So, a beautiful moment, right? That, that, so that's deep. So if you all of a sudden, my, can you connect the dots on that, right? I don't know if you have, but I think you should if you haven't. Yeah. So, um, so here I am showing it to these kids who are loving this music. So I intro with just like yeah. Oscar Peter, a video he's playing, yeah. introduces Thelonious Monk a felonious piece there that he's go. interpreting. There you go. There you go. There you play go. the heritage go. moment. Love it. Love it. You know, love it. Where it's like, yes. You know, this is was the only job available to my dad as a black man. I faced a lot of hate. Music was my thing. Yeah. Shows the piano, and then another clip contrasting tempo. Oscar Peterson, you know, playing. I think yeah. it's called Boogie Blues Etude. He's like going off and they're loving it. And this other kid is just like, that's, so great. that's her, so great on her keyboard. Small that's moment. so great. You wasted no time. You wasted no time doing that though. Hey, eh? like you're, you're very much, as we said earlier, it's in real time, this, this work. And yes. you're, so you it's saw right. that and you're like, I'm, I'm showing that to my students. Yeah. I mean, so this does go to that, that notion that we've, I mean, spent most of our, our lives in music education, um, supporting and and really, I think it's it's absolutely necessary is the the idea of co-learner in the experience, right? You're co-learning alongside your students, so you're you're changing the way that you teach based on the world around you and your life experience and and things that you're prioritizing. And yeah, I hear you when you when you start talking about like, ooh, things are getting a little political in Myrtle's music yeah. room. Uh, you I'm know, still waiting uh, for like the the backlash of like what? Yeah, but I I think I think you have those uncomfortable conversations and you you keep those relationships with parents and guardians as well and it's like yeah someone might someone might push and say Myrtle no 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 don't 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 do that uh, keep Greta Thunberg out of my out of my my child's music classroom at which point you say 
yeah, I mean, I just say this is the life that this young student is going to be living. Um, and if we don't prepare them for that right now, what are they going to have? And, um, and I think, so I ran Google ads in the beginning of the year because like, how do I have people? It, it doesn't pay. Okay. <laughs> didn't pay off for me. Okay. Just so you know. Industry, industry tactics. Now um, we know. But maybe industry. I'm just not good at it. Uh, how do you drum up? How do you drum up business been, then for, you're talking uh, about for getting new students? Yeah, so I don't have a huge studio um, right now. Okay. So, but I started with um, like one and now I have nine and uh Oh, that's People great. That is, they did, it did but work. But time hasn't been okay. like worked out. Um, so, uh, so it did work. It I did suppose. work to an extent. But it was yeah. really yeah. the word of mouth that had gotten it rather than apps. Okay. So. Okay. Well, if you, a gentle listener, if you're interested in learning piano uh, with Myrtle, how, how can our listeners actually learn more about your work and engage in that way if they were interested in studying piano? I mean, it's not... Right. So... You never know who's listening, right? Yes, so, yeah. Yeah, myrtlesmusicroom.ca. Um, there you go. Nice okay. and simple. Best place. Okay, good. Um, but to answer that, you know, what that really is it. And I think um, I'm prepared to defend, I guess, why I do something. Yeah, um, good. And I did a good. workshop at OMEA where teachers were saying that, like, they would get a call from parents if they played if they taught hip hop in the schools. And yeah. then my question was, have yeah. you tried it? And did you actually get calls? And, you know, two yeah. people did. And this was a room of. Yeah. 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 40. I think often when we talk here, eh, it's not, it, it doesn't actually play out the way we think right. it's going to play out. You know? So um, I think there's a bit of definitely, and for good reason, bravery needed. Um, it's a lot of headache to mm. get parents calling. Um, because you want to be sensitive mm-hmm. and at the same time do what you think is best for students. So I certainly understand how difficult that could be, but, you know, you have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, you know, my one of my piano students, still piano student, but had been a student for a while, um, did end mm-hmm. up being involved in Fridays for Future Toronto because we had got into a conversation on climate change. So, I mean, I think working oh, one-on-one with people too, like you just, as a teacher, you can yep. get to know your students really well. And so it's not yep. even that you're yep. just talking about music, right? In hip hop, they're not just no. talking about music, they're talking about life. No. Um, yep. So yep. if you yep. can have those moments where you're just a person to another person, right? That's, that's where moments yeah. happen too. But the, the, in mo- these moments are happening right now, like between us. I really feel that these conversations really do matter. Like I, I take it so seriously that you don't know who's going to listen to a concept and it's going to blow their mind, you know, um, tracing from Oscar Peterson to Thompson Egbo Egbo and that through line or, or whatever. Like it's just there. there's so much uh, in, in what you're saying there and all of our respective paths uh, to learning that I, I think it's really important to put it out there to connect the dots with your students. And um, I love hearing the fact that that one student went to, uh, to, to that, that, that event. What's it called on the Fridays? Sorry, yeah. my, my, pardon so my Greta Thunberg, um, 
yes you know by accident founded this whole fridays for future movement and so there right. is a group in toronto now so this was like um my particular student got involved very early on like when there were maybe like a handful of actually young people uh involved because it was actually an 11 mm. uh, uh, young woman she was 11 at the time she became very uh -huh. interested in toronto to do something about it and that's sort of what spurred um that movement in toronto um and so and so you you connected to it through fellow musicians or through your student no so i connected her she ended up um okay. running the instagram in the beginning and then in her school oh, that wow. she's gone on to be part of the work that's going on in her school that contributes to this um but yeah so this was sort of a wow. separate thing so um my partner matt he uh, was has been very concerned about the climate for a while and so i was like what is this mm -hmm. thing that's making you so anxious so i started doing a lot of reading on it and i'm like holy shit <laughs> like this is no joke <laughs> um this is like if you read mm -hmm. what's coming it's really scary and it sounds alarmist but it's not like scientists have been talking about this for ages so we founded climate pledge collective um, so it's okay. in this climate work that we start meeting, obviously, other individuals who are, have wow. already been involved in environmental um, issues in Toronto. Right. And so it just kind of snowballs from there. Is that, are you, you're connected with Tanya Gill in mm, that, in that work? Yeah. Is, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So it didn't, She's been on, on the podcast talking oh, about yeah? this. Yeah. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. You have to look yeah. up that episode yeah that's a great episode yeah so I, yeah. I i met tanya through doing that i didn't know her before and cassie oh, wow. also i wow. met through doing that and then i found out she joined regent park school of music after i had left that's right so, yeah so oh interesting. wow yeah wow well really beautiful i th i just i'm i i applaud you in in all of this work and I just think it's so special and 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 um and necessary right now. What what is the website? So it's climatepledgecollective.org. Um, and okay. uh, I'll share that along nice. along with uh with this yeah, post. Okay? Yeah, we've That's got a, a bank switch campaign right now. Banks have been, you know, like they're funding um fossil fuel projects which also end up um destroying a lot of indigenous lands and trampling mm -hmm. over indigenous rights so it's a obviously again a huge social justice issue um, yeah so that's our yeah. ongoing campaign right now it's called bank switch and we're hoping people will call their banks to pressure them up the chain to make you know some bold, bold policy announcements not just like we have a report that tracks our carbon yeah thing. like no yeah. <laughs> stop funding these yeah. things yeah it has to start to yeah, wrap right up on. now you know like we amen yeah, so Amen. Oh, that's great. But it's no. not musical. Um, <laughs> so, well, you know, I don't know. I think it way. is, though. I think you're. I think it all. For me, it all feels like it is part of the same uh, life. You know, it, it, I can, I can, I can connect all those dots for sure. In the work, in the way that you navigate it, in you know, it is still part of the same community. It feels for me, especially when you start talking about your students playing a role in the, in, in that movement. That's great. That's like, that's so inspiring. Kudos to their parents I, 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 too, I, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. We, we were talking about like parents that might kick you out of, I mean, or, or question, not kick you up, but question why you're bringing that into their class, into, into your classroom. It's like, that's why 
because actually it's going to, it's, it's going to be a part of what defines the identity and, and, and the, the passions of your, your child, your, your, your student, uh, you know, very beautiful, very, very heavy stuff too. Right. Um, it all, I get back to you, it all really matters. Right. Um, look, I know we're wrapping up, but my last, I think question for you is I know you've just finished this long journey with the PhD and you're, I could feel you're catching your breath yeah. on like next steps. Ooh, and, next steps. and I think kind of like, I'm very inspired by what I'm hearing about where you are going with it, but like, yeah, what, what do you, where do you see yourself going with all of the work that you, and that you've done in, in music? Honestly, I don't know. I it's um, t- academia is a tough job market, especially and music ed yep. departments are mm-hmm. small, um, and and hip hop in music ed specifically is very small. Um, there's lots of hip hop studies going on. Don't get me wrong, culturally yeah. cultural studies to do with hip hop, for example, but music education. I, I mean, I yeah. I know Canada. I can't speak for others, but I think it's the same in the right. u.s it's just a very difficult um institution to break through so i don't so i'm not sure about the academic side so i'm really actually trying to think well with what i have now like how can i what can i do yeah. right um my studio i think has potential to build i mean you know like i did like a one mm-hmm. month ad- advertising effort before september and it worked out pretty well yeah. um and so i and I don't spend too much time on it because I have a kid at home. And so I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to figure it out still. I don't know. It's wide yeah. open. Yeah. I'm trying to sort it. Well, we're in a, we're in a global health <laughs> pandemic too. So, I mean, there, there is that, eh? How, how old is your daughter? She is six. She's six and she coping okay with, uh, with the big pause that's in front of us? Uh, she's doing all... Yeah, you know, she is. Just um, last night, she was like, Mama, where you are is the best place in the world. And of course, it wouldn't oh. be the same without Papa. Where my parents are is the best place in the world. And she does go... <laughs> that is a children's book right there. That is a... You got to make t-shirts that say that. Yeah, she does oh, get that's batty, so be- you know. Like, she wants to... She obviously yeah. longs yeah. to see different places, but I think she's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a trooper. I was telling her she's done really well helping my, my yeah, yeah. you know, Matt has COPD. It's like a, it's a lung obstruction. Yeah. That's a respiratory. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so we've had to be maybe more isolated than others. Okay. Skills. Got so it. She's got been, it. Okay. Okay. You know, really understanding. That's really, that's, I, we're all going to be like, knock on wood. Those of us lucky enough to get out of this, it's, um, it's going to be a different world out there. So it's, uh, you know, thank you for, uh, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, I wish you well through it. And, um, yeah, you know, um, I think we are going to, we are definitely all going to be changed coming out the other side of this. As I said, if we're, if we're, the, if that's, that's, if we're lucky, you know, it's, I don't want to undermine that because it's just so heavy. Yeah. What's, what's going on right now all around us. So, um, but Myrtle, thank you so much for uh, for opening up. Was there anything, uh, as we wrap up, anything that you can impart on a younger listener that's thinking about getting into music of like, I don't know, and any last thoughts, were nuggets of wisdom? Oh man! You know, you could you could draw on your philosophy degree <laughs> if you had. Well, but. 
a yeah. young listener of music, um, I don't know, I'd say, I guess, connect it to your life and it's going to be hard. <laughs> I haven't found it easy anyway, but um, mm. I don't know. I think there is a way to mesh your life with it in a meaningful way. <laughs> so great. Um, so beautiful. Yeah I, don't know. yeah. I think it is. There is a way, but uh, yeah, it's not easy. I love that. I love that. I love that. Connect it to your life. I, I mean, that's that should be at the core of why we do this. Some of us might forget that, weirdly enough. But yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, keep no, going. No, that was good. No. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a hard question you've put to me. Some nugget. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was saving it. <laughs> saving it for the very end. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll leave it at that. Because now I'm just like, oh, it, music. And now I've fallen yeah. silent no, it, it, because it's like, you know, it's my life. Yeah. Like, I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. There is that thing of, isn't there, isn't that it, eh? The beauty of your love of music. There is that thing is that you're, you'll never stop, eh? You're, you're one of no, those. No, and I've been like, I could decide I'm going to get back into student services, just work for, you know, I, you know, I was doing this job, student advising. Um, mm-hmm. academic and personal before I went back to school for, for master's oh, and yeah. PhD. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I could do that. I just like have an awesome paying job, you know, mm-hmm. pension all set. But I was like, but you know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. You're going to be like, I need to get back into music because that's what's happened all through my life. So I'm like, just face mm-hmm. it. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, yeah. like... Just, just face it. I love that. Yeah. If you love music, <laughs> yeah. just face it and do it. And yeah, yeah. Find a way. Find a way. It right? Sounds so like, romantic, but it's you know. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried else. to leave it. Yeah, right on, right on, right on. That you're talking from experience yeah. there. That's great. Yeah. Well. Keep at it. Uh, keep thinking of new ways to get there. And um, I really thank you for uh, for all that you've shared. We went all over the I place with it. It was great. Yeah, great. Well, there's so much. I, I just love your story and from what I know of it. So thanks for uh, for for sharing it with our listeners. Thank you, sir, for inviting me. Putting me- to learn more about Myrtle's work, you go to myrtlesmusicroom.ca, right? Yep. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. See you again. You got it. Bye, Myrtle. Take care. Yep. Ciao. Hey, thanks again, Myrtle, for opening up uh, so many great lessons in this week's episode. And to learn more about what we're up to at Industry Tactics or listen to the back catalog, you can get all that at my website, friendlyrich.com. And we'll see you again next week with another incredible guest. Take care, everybody.